Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast today, we have Melry and Mike Wright. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Yeah, doing good. How are you? We're, we're doing awesome. How are you doing, Brooklyn? I mean, I had to write two math tests today, so I don't really know, <laughs> but I mean, I'm here. <laughs> I so don't miss writing any kind of tests at all, especially math tests, so <laughs> I feel for you, Brooklyn. Um, so um, let's uh, just tell us about um, what you get, what your guys' profession and... Uh... Hold up, Chris. You missed the perfect thing. You, oh. wait, you, you know what else sucks? COVID-19. Yeah, let's talk oh, about COVID sucks. Yeah, see, Brooklyn's better on the transitions. <laughs> So guys, tell us about what you guys do and tell us about COVID sucks. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. Maybe we'll talk about COVID sucks first. Uh, give you a little bit about what it actually is. I mean, obviously, we would all say that COVID really does suck. It's just yes. not something anybody uh, wanted to enter into our life. But the program, it's called COVID Sucks, Let's Talk About It, is really designed for youth and young adults who to give them really a chance to talk about their challenges and struggles with COVID-19 and also help them feel more optimistic, more hopeful about days of better days ahead. And even in their moment, in the moments, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the average youth really doesn't talk about COVID. You don't, parents aren't really talking to their kids about how it's impacting them. We're just sort of Mm -hmm. living and going along. So uh, we created that, this program for that purpose to really talk about it and to, uh, to get a chance to just to be comfortable around that topic. So it really is, it's a, it's a virtual space, a safe space to talk about um, the challenges, the struggles. Some people are experiencing it more difficulty than others. Uh, Some of the challenge seem huge in some cases. And then some people would say, Oh, compared to your challenge, uh, mine's pretty trivial. Uh, But the, point is just to have a conversation about it and also to develop some strategies really around developing personal resilience just to change in general because COVID-19 is an unexpected change yeah blue and uh and also developing pieces around self self self-leadership and how do I this COVID-19 is one challenge it's a unique challenge because it's affecting all of us yeah we're going to encounter many many challenges changes that are come out of the blue or uncertain. And so how do we prepare for those? And how are we more equipped to handle those kind of things and the stresses that come with those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So about it. Awesome. Like what was, so uh, what inspired you guys the, to um, start this up? Well, I think we saw a need for something like this, uh, for an opportunity like this. We heard about the need for an opportunity like this. I mean, everyone, I mean, Globally, we've experienced loss and we've experienced COVID-19. Everybody's experienced that, but we were really concerned that um, we were hearing from youth and young adults in our community and that and we were going to be able to offer them a, a way to you know, give them some support as they dealt with those challenges. So I think because we do so much work with youth and young adults, that group of people really came to mind um, for us. And we really felt like there's a need here. We're hearing about a need. Um, We're seeing that need in our own family. We're seeing that need in our community. And, you know, when it comes, I feel like when it comes to youth and young adults, their losses and, and some of the changes that they're experiencing are different from older adults that say are already established in jobs and things like that. So, you know, when it comes to 
school looking different going from being in class to being online, um, jobs and future jobs, everything changing, co-ops changing for people. I mean, there's just so many things that have changed for um, youth that are in high school and then those that are out of high school as well. Not being able to spend time with friends the way you want to. And then we were even thinking collectively, like youth and young adults as a group, they are not getting the chance to celebrate graduation, celebrate, like there's just some unique things that they don't get a chance to do that they normally would be able to. And so we just saw that need for having a safe place to talk about that, um, to talk about the changes, to talk about the frustrations, the, um, the, the sadness even about that. But then also when you get a chance to do that in a safe place, we have found that there's, it gives you, um, you're able to, I think, process it better and then transition to, okay, what is next? And knowing that you're not alone in it as well, um, especially when we all are feeling, even though we have all these virtual opportunities, we still somehow, I think, feel a little bit more isolated because the routines change. Mm -hmm. So how can we do, even for that, you know, hour, hour and a half of a conversation with COVID sucks, let's talk about it. How can we have, you know, that sense of I'm connected and other people know where I'm at? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so that's a little, I mean, that's, I guess, a lot <laughs> about why we wanted to start something like this. No, that's no, so great. But I like that. I like I like that you guys are doing this. It's very good because it's really, like, it's always a topic. Everyone's always want to talk about COVID. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's usually mad about it. So it's good that you give everyone a space. Is it available for everybody? Like, can anybody come to this? Or is it, like, age-restricted or... Totally age restricted. No. <laughs> kind of age restricted. Well, it is age restricted. We. It's basically is meant to be a space for youth. Uh, we're kind of looking the grade nine right up to really young adults. So that which yeah. often takes up to like 29 years of age. So we set the groups up so that it relates to that age group too. Mm -hmm. um, and that if a, a student's under 16 that their parents know and they sign off on that and all those pieces. But yeah, it's meant to be for youth. It's not for parents to sit in and listen to their kids. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, tell all their their stories about COVID-19 <laughs> or the things that they don't want to tell their parents. No, it's not like that at all. It's meant yeah. for, to be a safe space for students. Uh -huh. It's like four to eight students in a group. And Mallory and I facilitate the group. And we basically have a conversation. And the conversation involves not just talking, but we also have drawing involved, uh, other breakout pieces, um, brainstorming, Q and A stuff. And so you don't have to, you don't have to be a big a person. You can actually spend a lot of time just listening. You know, you don't yeah. actually have to, to talk, talk, talk the whole time. And some people aren't just comfortable in a group to even express frustration or personal struggles. So, um, it's really a chance to get comfortable too, with just being in that space mm -hmm. and, and chatting about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, and we, it's, at this point, we're looking at especially Bruce Gray being it, it being available, and it's it's available. It's a free program, so I think that makes it available to anybody, especially in that age group. So we had applied for a grant from United Way Bruce Gray, and just so thankful for their support with this that we're able to offer something like this for free to you know anybody that wants to be involved in that age group. Yeah, well, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. How old are you guys? You could be part of a group. Um, yeah, I'm 24. 16, so I fit in there. Perfect. Yeah. Like the, the um, we have a uh, a focus group of young adults that are actually have helped design the program with us. Oh, nice. So there are three university students, 
And um, I still remember our first meeting was amazing. We just had a first meeting with them to talk about the possibility of them being involved in this. And as we started talking about it, we just really were having a conversation about COVID-19 uh -huh. and how, how much it frustrates us and the, and the anxiety, the struggles, the uncertainty about it. And friends in some of the residences just started standing around and listening to our conversation, you could see them in the background. <laughs> yeah, they're making us feel like you know this is a conversation that it's interesting to talk about, mm -hmm. and especially a conversation that isn't like a free for all in the sense that, I mean, we it's it's sometimes surprising when you get in conversation with people about COVID nineteen because people have different sensitivities towards how they're handling it, mm -hmm. their behaviors, and um, it can get intense sometimes even with family members because you have different views of it. Yeah, uh, the regulations, the uh, uh, the recommendations. What's red zone now? What's this that? And um, so it it is a great place where we can actually just listen to each other and yeah. recognize that it, it's impacting us all in different ways. Whether you're on a university campus, whether you're doing home study with you at home uh -huh. for high school, whether you're working and it's challenging to navigate all the the hurdles you have to do in the workplace when you're a young adult. So yeah. Yeah, and it's COVID is obviously it doesn't matter who you are. It's impacted you in some way. It's impacted everybody. So it's a conversation that everybody can can have, which is really cool. But it, it brings yeah, you brought up a good point that like it affects everybody, but everybody's got their own different stance on it. Everybody's got their different opinion. Do you ever have like uh, times when people kind of argue with each other, or is it usually it's it's usually a pretty um, civil conversation, or it's pretty pretty lax? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty down to earth, right? Yeah. And we're at the start of these conversations. So who knows, the grant goes, we go to the end of March running these, and um, who knows what we'll encounter, right? Mm -hmm. I know personally with, with different uh, contexts of talking about COVID that, yeah, it can, it can go almost off the rails sometimes. But in this context, it's not like that because generally people are coming together uh, who want to talk and listen and just uh, – kind of experience together the shared struggle, right? Mm -hmm. you know, shared frustration. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a shared sucky time, right? So we're trying to uh, uh, support each other and also, and in some cases too, because you, you know, to, to be involved in this program, you just go to covid19sucks.ca, register as an individual, or you can register actually as the point person for your group. So we have groups that sign up. Maybe it's a youth uh, council or a, a group in the community or a, a team that's working together all the time. And so they sign up, they know each other. And so there's already familiarity with each other and the, and the conversation's easy. I think I, one of the things I appreciate about these kinds of conversations is it's, um, it's less about what do I think about it and it's more about what am I experiencing mm -hmm. as I'm in the midst of it. Totally. And so that's, I think, when people are coming to a group like this, yeah, we aren't finding that people are arguing about things or that it gets kind of, it gets into that mode. I think people are coming because they are looking for a place to talk and be listened to. But then the cool thing about it is they end up offering that to the other people in the group. So as a group, we're all also talking and listening to each other. So I like that about it too, because I think that's one thing that can really help us make it through hard times is, you know, Yes, expressing what we're experiencing and knowing we've got safe places to do that. But then in a sense, reaching out to other people 
by being part of a group like this, you are also, you know, it kind of gets your mind off yourself as well. And you start to see what other people are experiencing. And, and as you support them, I think you feel better too about what, what you're going through. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, how many groups do you guys have right now? Well, we just are, groups are starting to sign up. Yeah. So we're just, we just literally launched a couple weeks ago with the actual groups happening. Mm -hmm. And um, before that, it was just promoting it, communicating to groups. Oh, so it's really, I forgot how new it was, I guess. <laughs> very fresh. It's very fresh. So this is right on the sort of uh, starting edge of moving forward with this. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a unique piece that we are, we're involved in, that's for sure. And, I, and it's basically when you sign up, Mike may have said this already, but it's two conversations that you're signing up for. So, um, and, and we work with you to figure out when the best dates are for you and for the group that you're wanting to, to enter into that conversation with. Um, so it's, yeah, you're, it's a pretty short, it's a short commitment too. So it's not like you're signing up for something that you have to, you know, join weekly for the rest of your life or the, for the rest of COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. It's a two, it's a, two yeah. <laughs> it's a two week kind of um, experience and, and opportunity for you to have a couple of different conversations with the same group of people. Yeah. So we can have multiple groups happening at the same time. Um, but when you join a group, you know, you're with that group for two times. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, other than uh, other than the COVID nineteen sucks whole thing, um, what do you guys do? Just your day to day lives, like what 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 are you guys' uh, professions? All we do is COVID sucks. No, yeah. no <laughs> it's so a part of our life. Actually, yeah. sometimes you just don't want to talk about COVID at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. take a break. It's a little sometimes. too much on our side. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, we have different roles. We, we work for the same organization that leads leadership and uh, we're part of the leadership team that, that directs that organization. We do a lot of leadership training for youth and adults, uh, team training for teams of all forms. And um, we have a little campus in Clarksburg that's been closed for a while now because <laughs> yep. of COVID-19. Yep. And uh, so our, our, our work really intersects also with the fact that we've spent years and years and years helping youth and young adults transition through change. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's really what we're talking about is how do you move through change mm -hmm. and, and uh, move through it with, with uh, resilience and being positive and remaining optimistic and feeling like there's, I can make good decisions even in the midst of challenging times. So yeah, so we are involved in a variety of projects on our uh, outside of this for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm, I'm involved with that same team that helps to lead Ledge Leadership. And I'm also, I, I do youth work in the community as well. So through partnerships with Georgian Bay Youth Roots, um, Grey Bruce Youth Engagement Net Network, Beaver Valley Outreach, just involved with connecting with youth in the community and also involved with, you know, similarly with workshops and training with, with youth and adults. Yeah, one, one of the pieces that really interests us with COVID sucks um, is that a most people don't see themselves as leaders, uh, but our organization has always come from the perspective that we are all leaders. We just choose to lean into that or lean mm -hmm. away from it. Mm -hmm. And the reality is half of being a great leader is leading yourself. Mm -hmm. And so self-leadership, the capacity to be able to make good decisions for yourself, evaluate situations, reflect on challenges that are ahead, make changes, um, is a big part of what it means to be a leader. So we're all, we're all, we all wrestle with that, right? Yeah. We're trying to make 
the best decisions we can with the information we have mm-hmm. and make adjustments and tweaks as we as we kind of navigate all these things. And it, so it really uh, crosses over well with our leadership work. It's just the, the yeah. self-leadership. What are we doing? What am I doing with myself? How am I directing myself? Mm-hmm. And that's a great point. Leadership starts with being able to lead yourself. That's a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've never really heard of ledge leadership, but how long have you guys been working with them? Well, where have you been? Yeah, no, no, in this community. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, do, what are we doing? We've been here 18 years. Yeah, in this community, um, 18 years. But yeah, that we've been years. Wow. on site. So. Yeah, and a lot of programs we've done uh, also up to the recent have been uh, immersive style training. So taking a group of young adults on a volunteer program for a year, they train, they travel, but we there's a lot of um, living and life together in the midst of training. So um, they're quite they're quite engaging and quite challenging. And then other programs are completely different. They're workshops and and uh, smaller pieces with high school and so yeah, there's a wide variety. That's really cool. Oh, you should, yeah. you should get in Brooklyn. You should get involved. <laughs> yes, you would love it for sure. Um. What, what do you guys love most about your job? Like, is there a moment that really sticks out to you guys or, uh, uh, yeah. What, what do you love most? Yeah, I think, um, definitely opportunities to connect with people, um, are, is a big highlight for me. And whether that's uh, just across the table, working with an individual and connecting with them that way, or working with a, a small group or a larger group of people and just seeing them, um, grow and change, uh, becoming more confident. One of the pieces of work that I do is um, working with a, a resource that allows people to look at their natural abilities. Um, and this would be some sort of more kind of one-on work, but one-on-one work, but we do it as part of a group too. So when I get a chance to help someone explore their natural abilities and look at, so what are the strengths and challenges that I have when I'm thinking about the future, thinking about my future nine to five. Um, what what could that look like? And, and so what am I bringing to that? And um, kinds of, what kind of education might I want to look at? I, I love connecting with people on those kinds of levels and just helping them to see what what they offer. Um, and, and when I'm thinking about youth, I'm thinking about not just what do you offer in the future when you're older. I'm thinking about youth have such a huge impact right now. And so when I see youth getting excited right now while they're in high school about what they can offer the community and their families and their schools, I just, I, those are some of my highlight, highlight moments, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I love the work we do for a couple of big reasons. The, the first one is, I love the team we work with. Mm -hmm. The team that we work with with Ledge uh, really does try and emulate all of our teaching and the way that we live, and which is really comes down to sharing power, what it means to be a leader that has the capability and the capacity to share power, Mm -hmm. to not um, lord their power over people, um, and even go farther than empowering people, but they're actually giving it away. Um, and really the other big reason is because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about leadership and, and it tends to still be somebody up front who's a, who's a mouthpiece (laughs) who seems to be able to point at people to do things, maybe yells louder than the rest, but there's so much more to leadership. There's so much more depth to it. Mm -hmm. And we talk at ledge as being really about three primary things. And that's a, a person's capacity to risk that they actually are stepping out to develop personally, to challenge systems around them, 
that they are secondly reflective, that they reflect, that they stop, change their pace, mm-hmm. uh, and try and adjust. And then lastly, that they're, they're about relationship and that they're able to relate to people. And so, I mean, leadership now, 20 years ago, people did not want to talk about relational leadership, but that's all we talk about mm-hmm. is how to be a leader that knows how to work with people and to relate well. So yeah, good point. Thanks, Mallory. You're welcome. <laughs> all support here. That's great. So uh, getting just a little bit back into you guys. So what schooling did you have to get to to become like on with the ledge leadership? So I, I basically, I'm, I was just thinking like I did a gap year program um, after high school. Um, so that was a big part of it for me because I had opportunity to develop my, I think in that program, I had to develop opportunity to develop my ability to work as part of a team and to develop as, as an individual leader as well. And so that impacted me then and made me want to keep, keep doing that kind of work into the future. And so after that particular volunteer program, then I started my degree at York University. So I have a degree in psychology and a minor in English. And that kind of got me started, I think, along this path. Yeah, and then for me, I was never on a track to do this kind of work. Um, <laughs> I went to trade school, and oh, nice. around 20, I shifted. I went on the, a team that Nari was talking about, a year-long team, where I was forced to really learn what it means to work with people and live with them and travel. And, and, um, and then I started York University as well. We did, did a psychology degree. And then from there, did more study, and really all of that – schooling was great to be thinking about myself and thinking about pushing myself how to write better how to think better but the reality is you need to spend time with people and when it comes to youth work and spending time with youth you have to be able to put yourself in their place Mm -hmm. so to, to share the place that they're in so you really actually know how to connect with them and that takes time and it takes uh you know yeah and I was just thinking like even though that might have been the formal part of my education our education but I'll speak for myself at least that I mean I don't feel like I'm really done learning I'm not done education so as Mike was saying that's for sure the more time I spend with people I learn more about how I want to relate with people and interact with them every time I speak every time I'm involved with anything basically I feel like I'm learn wanting to learn and grow and get better at what I do and so even opportunities to take you know online courses and um, sign up for webinars and things like that give me an opportunity to, to continue to grow and be open to continuing to change even mm. though I might have finished for now at least that formal part of my education yeah yeah it's true there's a real formal and a real experiential part mm-hmm. of leadership development and training and at least in the work that we've done Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of time with people in different contexts different scenarios yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely one thing i'm starting to learn is that we never stop learning like your whole life is just if you accept it if you know sometimes some people are a bit uh, resistant to change and learning and they kind of they can't yeah so um no it's a good message um i mean wait i mean as long as i'm not learning math my whole life like i'll learn other stuff but not math should be mathsucks.ca yeah (laughs) we need a support group for that maybe we'll do that one next yes you know what sucks more than covid math (laughs) because then that's not that's never going away the next level yeah the next the next version covid is an easy topic now let's talk about math talk about how hard that is 100 
So, but what advice do you guys have for youth who are maybe going through the hard time here during COVID? What are some uh, some messages you got for them? Well, that's a good. That's a that's good a question. That's a great question. Um, yeah, you should probably answer that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say it's okay. Like it's okay yeah. to struggle, and uh, again, you're you're not alone in it. it uniquely especially with COVID-19, we're all struggling with it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just in some contexts, you don't feel free to be able to talk about it. You don't feel free to be able to be real or open about it. And that could be in a context of friends or even at your home with family. Um, and so it's okay. It's okay that you're wrestling and struggling with it. It's okay to actually feel overwhelmed because uh, many of us do. And whether we're adults or we're, hosting nine to five here, mm-hmm. we, we go through periods of being feeling overwhelmed and uncertain what to do. And it's okay to be in that space and not actually have a solution. Um, the whole, but the challenge is, is to, to surround yourself with some people that are looking forward, are moving forward. So if you, if you are, if you're continually saturated with people that uh, generally stifle your conversation don't allow you to be open or vulnerable um maybe even laugh at your struggles <laughs> or, yeah. or, or minimize them right it's tough so it's it it's helpful to shift towards at least having one or two people that you feel like you can be around when you're at that place where you're where you're you're uh, you feel like you're not going forward yeah i mean we have two university students of our own and one of them's in lockdown in toronto right now and mm-hmm. isn't coming home for Christmas, and that's challenging, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, but thankfully, he's got some roommates that are that do think optimistically and creatively mm-hmm. about life. Awesome. Not all of us have those, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's being uh, it's being able to to lean into some of those and find those. I think another another thing I would encourage people to do is to take a little bit of time to reflect and think about what kind of force life back into me. Hmm. So, um, and, and definitely things like spending time with people, even if it's just a, a, a quick chat with somebody, like an, an actual, maybe an actual phone call, even where you actually talk with someone, even if you can't be with them, that might be one thing. But I think too, just recognizing that some of us need to go listen into some music, play some music. Um, maybe we need to do some art. We need to do some journaling. Just write about it. Write yeah. about it. Um, go for a walk and, and do some, or even just anything physically active. Are, those are great ways to kind of relieve stress. So maybe even that would be some advice is just experiment with different ways that you can um, kind of get some energy out or raise your energy level, depending on where you, what you need to do. And just know that again, we're all different people. So there are different ways that we're going to be able to kind of get to a place where we're feeling calmer um, potentially when we are in those moments of feeling overwhelmed. So kind of reflecting on that a little bit and maybe trying a few things that might, um, might be helpful to us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And there's great stuff in the winter to do out here. That's what we, we love this area, right? Yeah. 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 Go snowshoeing. Just throw yourself in the snow. Yeah. (laughs) Go around. Do something stupid. Throw some Um, snowballs. Build a fort. It is, it is is having fun because what we talk about with, COVID sucks, the program when we're, we're having conversation is that literally uh, stress and appreciation, those two dynamics cannot coexist. Like when you cannot feel, you don't feel stressed when you're appreciating or you're grateful for something. Mm-hmm. It's, am- it's amazing how that really does battle stress sure. or battle a sense of being overwhelmed is when you can actually literally focus on something that's positive mm-hmm. that you appreciate, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Since that, that was such good advice, guys. I really I like hearing you t- give advice. So now I'm going to ask you to give some more for us. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need more advice. Oh, no. So, we, we need it all. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you could go back and talk to your 16-year-old self, what would you tell them? Hmm. Um, I would tell them, don't get so stressed out because you failed your driving test for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I was so like uh, driving was the thing for me, right? I I even had a vehicle ready to go and I failed my test. So it's I think it's for me, I was a really a risk taker, partied, <laughs> did all the stuff. Yeah. I tell my 16-year-old self now to slow down to actually take in days, uh, breathe in days more deeply and the good things that you're Mm. experiencing. Um, And instead of trying to move through things so quickly to get to the next place where it's the next weekend or the next grade or to the next place in school, actually revel in the present and enjoy the present. Yeah. That's one thing I do. What would you do, Mallory? I would probably tell my... She was a mess when she was 16. <laughs> <laughs> Mike? <laughs> like, get some good clothes, Mallory. Yeah, I'd tell my... No, I wouldn't do that. Um, I liked my clothes. I don't like them now like when them. I look back on them. But um, no, I would... I probably would tell my 16... I would have been... I'm not as much a risk taker. So I uh, would probably have... I definitely would tell my 16-year-old self, try out for sports teams. Um, and I re- recognize that's not something we can necessarily do in the same way right now with COVID. But, um, you know, try out for stuff and, and try things that are new. I mean, I didn't make the volleyball team in grade eight, so I just assumed there was no point in trying out in grade nine. And I, thinking back on it, I kind of wish I would have tried that. I didn't like speaking in front of people when mm. I was in high school. But mm. so I would tell my 16-year-old self now, like, hey, try out for if there's a musical at the school or some sort of a drama or something like that. Try yeah. out for that That's stuff um, because you never know. You might kind of grow into it and it, it might be kind of fun. And I'd also tell my 16-year-old self, don't worry about not having a boyfriend. Something <laughs> up to be anyway. No, that's yeah. one thing. I think Mallory and I are opposite. So I would say, to me, I would say study more. Mallory, study less. Maybe. That's relax, probably. Relax, right? Relax. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd yeah. say for both of us, though, don't spend as much energy on relationships. <laughs> no, Money, time, emotional stress, and oh. anxiety. <laughs> The whole package, eh? COVID sucks, but high school relationships oh, really do talk. <laughs> preach it, preach it. <laughs> hey, can you guys relate or what? Oh, oh yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys want to let us know? Any plugs you guys got? Um, any info we want the listeners to know about? We definitely want them to know that with COVID sucks because it's a limited program. And obviously when COVID sucks, when COVID ends, then the program will end, but it goes to the end of March. So another three months roughly is that they could gather a group of friends to do this. Mm -hmm. So you only need four. Um, One of you can sign up as the point person on the website and then we'll contact you directly to, to arrange the dates. It's a very personal approach to it because it is no, nobody wants to get in a group with, who knows who, right? So um, we are taking that seriously. So a group of friends could join. We also have community leaders that are connected with lots of student teams. Mm -hmm. And it's a great place for them to do something that really builds into the well-being of their team. This Mm -hmm. is a a great piece that they can offer to them. And um, yeah, that's a that's an easy way to that would be a great way to be involved uh, in COVID sucks and to give that opportunity. Yeah. 
um, website. Website. Yeah, COVID19sucks.ca is the landing page. It's very easy. It's not, and there's parent information on the site because um, that would be important for parents to understand what their what this program is about. And, and Instagram yeah. too. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. All that stuff is happening. Check that out. Yeah, and our okay. team continues to meet our youth focus team. So yeah, one of them is actually running the Instagram site. So page of me. Thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate it. You guys were a great interview. Um, I think uh, I think all the listeners are going to get a lot out of this. You guys do great work. So uh, thank you again for uh, taking the time to come on. Well, thanks thank so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to chat with you this afternoon and making it so easy to have this conversation with you, too. Yeah, no problem. Mallory and Mike Wright, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>